Hello and welcome to the DevThink Podcast with your hosts, Sean and Nicola. Yeah, today we're going to do uh, a new idea, which is a sort of book review. And the reason that we're doing this is because there are some books, and if any of you are readers, you know, you read a book, you think it's like five out of five stars, you just want to share it with the world. And we think that our audiences are, are of people that are like-minded in many ways with us, hopefully. And we think that if you have not read these books, we'd like to bring them to your attention. Yep, definitely. So uh, this month's, or weeks, or whatever, day's lucky winner is The Martian by Andy Weir, which is an excellent book that I have read. And Nicola, you have read this? Definitely, and I love it. Have you seen the movie? No. No. Okay, I have seen the movie. The movie's good too. but And, and actually, it's one of those movies where obviously film is different from literature and they couldn't do the exact same thing but they still did it justice and the movie was enjoyable you didn't have to sit there and be like oh they changed this from the book therefore it sucks but we'll uh step off of that so i'll give the the brief background of the book which is that the book begins on the third manned mission to mars so humans have sent people to, to mars twice they landed there performed their scientific experiments and came back. This is the third mission. And on the third mission, there are six astronauts. They are there for what's supposed to be, I believe, a 30-day uh, mission and then go back. And there are... So they have enough supplies for 90 days each, you know, just in case of emergency or maybe it's 60 days, whatever. But, you know, they have extra. And there's a kind of a disaster that happens and they have to abandon the mission and take off and in trying to get to the ship and take off uh one of the astronauts is evidently killed because a giant antenna comes flying through the air goes through him and his suit and he goes flying off and it's a big dust storm and they can't get to him so they leave him for dead they take off back to earth the next morning this astronaut wakes up it turns out that the puncture wasn't that bad and just grazed him so the blood actually sealed up his suit so he didn't die of exposure and the crew is on their way back to earth so the situation is this he's alone on mars it's going to take the ship 10 months to get back to earth plus another 10 months to come back and it'll probably take a couple of years after they get back to earth to plan prepare and launch the mission to even come back he has enough food for some number of months way less than he would need and he's alone and the antenna that speared through him was what would have allowed him to call back to earth and let them know that he was even alive so that's where our our hero finds himself in the beginning of the book um, any detail that i missed no no perfect uh the only thing so you said that there's a movie and believe it or not so i actually read the book first and then, I, you know, you go online and you Google and I found that there's a movie coming up. And before I even Googled that, I was like, whoa, you know what? Matt Damon would be very good at that. And believe it or not, so was this luck or whatever, premonition, whatever. G go figure. Matt Damon is the lead. Yeah, there's actually, that's kind of a joke because they talked about movies where we've spent how many millions of dollars just rescuing matt damon because in the martian and interstellar and saving private ryan and other movies he's been to some extent having to be rescued and uh it cost 
in total about $729 million so far to rescue Matt Damon uh, based on, I guess, the, what is it, the price of the movies or, yeah, in terms of movie budgets or fictional costs. So, yeah, apparently we got to stop sending Matt Damon into space. <laughs> yeah. And actually, yeah, so when I read a book, I um, take uh, quotes out, right? And I also did this for this book. So I'm going to share one that I don't laugh at it anymore because now since I do have a daughter. Uh, anyways, listen to this. So why is my daughter in space? You were always scientifically minded. It was great. Straight A student hanging out with the nerdy guys too scared to try out anything. No wild side at all. You were every father's dream daughter. And now you're going to space. <laughs> uh, my favorite uh, quote from the movie was, and this is an extremely minor spoiler. Um, eventually NASA does figure out he's alive. I'll just say that. And he's not in contact with them. And there's a guy on earth who says, what must it be like? He pondered. He's stuck out there. He thinks he's totally alone alone and that we gave all gave up on him. What kind of effect does that have on a man's psychology? I wonder what he's thinking right now. And it cuts to the main character's log, and he's thinking, how come Aquaman can control whales? They're mammals. Makes no sense. Awesome. I also have one more, um, which I actually thought that you are going to say this one. It goes like this. If I get back to Earth, I'll be famous, right? A fearless astronaut that beat all the odds, right? I bet women like that. More motivation to stay alive. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, although like we're talking about the funny parts, but the important thing about the book, especially for our geeky audience, is the book is all about science. Our hero, our hero is not amazingly heroic. He does not have superhuman strength. Um, things don't all break his way. But the core message of the book is that when you find yourself in a hard situation, instead of giving up or instead of making up some kind of magic power that helps our hero you know, use brute force. He has to scientifically solve small problems to keep himself alive each step of the way. And even from the perspective of NASA and the, the earthbound um, participants, the characters, you know, it's not like, okay, well, we'll do this. The, they expose some of the intricate detail and the many levels of work and thinking that go into not only doing something like launching an entire rocket ship, but even planning a mission or even packing supplies onto a ship. And, you know, the, the author did a lot of research and he had no contacts at NASA or friends that, you know, were inside that helped him with this. But after the book came out, he did actually receive fan mail from NASA employees and he didn't get everything right. You know, he's an author. He's not a scientist necessarily, but, and he was an ex programmer, which should get some programmers interested but uh, although he did make some mistakes, he did extremely well. He, the people, actual NASA employees were impressed by his accuracy. Yeah, and uh, actually this book very much reminded me of the book by Gilles Verne, uh, The Island, where like everything, the guy goes really into the math of how he calculated stuff and everything. That was the one that this one kind of like was similar to that one 
in the regard of how resourceful the main character was. And speaking of NASA, another quote was, uh, being your backup has backfired. I guess NASA figured that botany and chemistry are similar because they both end in Y. Because, yeah, our main character is actually a botanist, right? Right. I think every one of the astronauts had at least two scientific professions that they were skilled in because the amount of money it costs to send one kilogram into orbit or into space is so expensive that sending a whole human body needs to pay off with more than just one skill. So that is one thing that he does have in his favor is that he's a smart guy with training that's relevant. And we want to keep these book conversations pretty short. This isn't going to turn into Oprah's book hour or anything. So I'm going to wrap up my comments and just say it's a great book. I recommend you read it. recommend you see the movie. Um, and Nicola, what are your closing thoughts? Definitely. So so I have to see the movie because, you know, I'm always, I'm on the side of the guys or the people who say, yeah, the movie cannot ever be as good as book, you know, so there's that. Uh, although, so yeah, I'm going to take a look at the movie and I'm going to end with yet another quote. And this one goes like, you started my training by buying me a beer for breakfast. So dear guys, uh, if you like this, if you like these kind of, you know, this category of our podcast, let us know. We will definitely then do more. Till next time. Happy reading. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the DevThink Podcast. To reach us for comments, show suggestions, and other feedback, contact us at info at devthink. That's D-E-V-T-H dot I-N-K. Our intro music is by Rupa Deadweiler. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. 